What up, what up, family? Happy Thursday. I'm bringing you guys today two special guests, and I call them the true power couple. Um, you know, I, I really got the pleasure to meet them in Florida. I was super pumped, super inspired from their stories. Those of you who asked me, Sukong, after I, we make all the money in wholesaling, what do we do with the money? Well, you know yeah. what? I brought you guys on these two um, power couples here. Started from the bottom, and now they build a multi-million, multi-million dollar real estate empire. So I'm going to have them share with you what to do with that money and how to start generating passive income and live the life of your dreams. So please put your hands, put your thumbs together, and help me welcome Shelly and Corey. What up, guys? What's hey, up? Hey, hi. <laughs> And the thing Thank is, guys, throughout this interview, if you find any value, smash the thumbs up, let me know. And if you don't find any value, smash the thumbs down and get out of the channel. Because I, <laughs> I can't see how you can't find value in this video. So anyways, if you haven't subscribed to my channel, smash the subscribe button, turn on the bell notification. So when I upload a new video or when I go live, bring on guests like this to help you guys, bring you guys closer to the financial freedom that you're seeking for. So Corey and Shelly, I'm gonna let you guys take it over and share with everybody your amazing story. Cool, all right, awesome. you wanna? Yeah, go babe. Go. All right, well, we'll work it, we'll role play it together here. <laughs> but um, you know, um, uh, when we start from the beginning, so I'll tell you this, okay? So real estate's a journey, okay? It really is a journey. And we've, we started a journey almost 18 years ago. And, um, and I always like to just kind of tell, kind of our beginning story of, you know, Shelly and I met, and um, we met at a karaoke bar, right? So she's, Shelly's Asian, and she's Filipino, and, uh, you know, you got to be able to do some karaoke if you're going to marry a Filipino. <laughs> and so, um, but I was, uh, I mean, I was a real catch back then, because I was a used car salesman, and, um, and Shelly was working at the Marriott. Shelly had her master's degree. She was in... Um, uh, hotel leasing. She was a uh, uh, hotel sales, and um, you know we we just started. And we're you know what? One day she told me that she couldn't marry a car salesman. Um, I become a restaurant manager instead, right? <laughs> and now I always now I barely made out of high school. And I would like to say that I'm not that smart, but I am super resourceful. And uh, and Shelly got to see that on display because when she said. Like she called me at 12 o'clock during the day and was like, hey, um, I can't marry a, a car salesman. And I, I'm at the car dealership when she calls. And I, you know, I was annoyed, so I hung the phone up. And then I'm like, oh, my God. Like I reached into my resources and my network, and I found a guy that was a restaurant manager. And within five minutes, I managed to get the name and number of the, the owner of the restaurant, called him up, and set up an interview. Just like that, in five minutes, I took – action and I use my resources and um and that's when you fell in love with me you know it sounds so terrible all you ladies that are listening listen you know I'm just the type of woman that I know what I want and I will tell you uh mama Lucy who is a feisty Filipino she wasn't having it she you know she didn't see what I saw in Corey years and years ago she thought Corey was not good enough I don't know if you have family that's like that if you were my Asian you know what I'm talking about brother <laughs> Uh, yeah. We know this too well, right? And she said, oh, he's a car salesman? Oh, no. My mother envisioned me 
marrying a doctor and lawyer. So needless to say, when I brought Corey home to the family, they were not impressed. But what impressed me with Corey is that he has the ability to do what makes mama happy, right? And so I just like, this guy would do anything to make me happy. Um, I just knew myself. I just knew that I wouldn't want that type of lifestyle. It, you know, car salesman is a tough job. You know, he, he worked 24-7. And little did I know the restaurant business was the same thing. So I don't know. It I was worse, worse, but it, it was, was a guaranteed paycheck. So <laughs> now how do I go from there to a multi-million dollar uh, business owner and, and owning apartments across the country? Okay. Well, it really began with this simple fork in the road where Shelly and I were still boyfriend and girlfriend, and my mom um, was married to this man named Bruce. Now, we call him Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne, okay? He's not Batman, but he was loaded, right? And so, now it maybe was a trade-off with my mom. I don't know. <laughs> my mom was pretty, you know, and he was older and had a lot of money. So, you know, that's your hustle. I get it, right? I gotta love you, Mom. That's your hustle. <laughs> Just like my mom. She got out of the Philippines. She married a GI. That's her hustle. You gotta love you, Mom. So, um, we get invited to go to Hawaii. And when we get to Hawaii, lo and behold, Bruce has a house right on the beach. And I remember waking up the first time we went there in the morning, early in the morning. Because, you know, when you go to Hawaii, it's early in the morning, and uh, which is great. And we're, we walk, we get our toes in the sand, and then it's on a cove. So we walk the cove, and, and would you know it, there's a freshwater stream from the mountains above that's coming into the ocean. We're like, oh, my God, it's freshwater into the ocean. Like, it was cool. And then we keep walking the cove to get to the very other side, and then the sun decides to start to rise. And as it's rising up, Shelly and I are standing hand in hand, and for about 15 minutes of just pure silence, and we're watching – the magical light show because the waves are crashing and the spray and the sun's coming and hitting that. And I mean, it was just, it was truly magical. Yes. It's my happy place. And we were still for a moment. We were just still for a moment. And I remember it was like shackles had come off my eyes and I'm looking over and I see Bruce's house. And I was like, dude, what does this guy do? Because Bruce had um, nice cars he had fine art in his house, and his phone was not ringing. There was nothing going on, right? Like, he didn't seem like he had a care in the world. And so I finally got him. You know, I'm like, what do you do? And guess what he said? I own, um, I'm in the real estate business, and I own apartments. Okay. Now, I wish the story got better, because Bruce was a prick. He was a grumpy old man. <laughs> He really was. <laughs> he was a grumpy old man. And he was not going to teach me uh, real estate. But what Bruce did for me was gave me the perfect, immaculate vision of what, what I call now is the cash flow life. See, Bruce had two things that most of us desire. Everybody write this down or in, put it in your mind. Time and money. Most of us want some time to spend some of our money. And Bruce had it. And he did it through real estate, but he did it playing the long-term game. And so now where did I start? I didn't start buying apartments. I started wholesaling, right? Why? Because that's, I had no money and no credit and no, you know, that's like, that's, you know, when you look at yourself resources and what do you know? And I'm like, that's where I had to start. Um, wholesale, wholesale. I was going to the RIAs. This is like 09, 
to that. And I start. Oh, by the way, I left the island though, thinking that Bruce was the big Kahuna. Okay. <laughs> and so in 2005, I started my company called Kahuna Investments because I wanted that cash flow life that Bruce had showed me. Right. So go on the journey. Um, really, 2009 is when I went kind of full time, and I was wholesaling properties. I was going to the RIAs. I was finding people with money. And this was back when we were doing REOs and short sales. I'd lock them up on the MLS and sell them to them and make a $3,000 wholesaling fee. Um, but, and I'm managing these guys from out of town. They're rehabs and they're making like $25 or $30,000 rips. And I'm like, gosh, dang, man, if I could just, and I didn't have any money, right? So I was like, if I could just get some money, I want to make the $25,000 rips. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Now, at this point in time, Shelly watched me work like a banshee. Remember that? Man, there were nights, days that Corey would be the first one to rise and the last one to go to bed. Two or three o'clock in the morning, I'd go, where is my husband? Why is he? I'd wake up in the middle of the night thinking, where are you going? And I'd come to the office downstairs and dude is still working, trying to figure stuff out. Analyzing, dude. I was yep. analyzing. I was trying to like, so back in the day for wholesaling, back when I was in REOs and short sales, you had to know your markets, right? So if you're in a subdivision, I need to be able to say, I can make an offer like that. I don't even have to wait, sight unseen. I know where to, you know, and so I become experts in about 20 subdivisions that if there was a property in my subdivision. Oh, you were, you knew your numbers. Can I just interject for one moment? Yeah. For those ladies that are out there that are kind of struggling with an entrepreneurial partner, I will let you know a little secret. If your man is not hustling, if you do not see him working, girls, that is a red flag. You need to make sure you let a fire up his butt and say, get to work. Okay, because I see a lot of folks that like they want to be an entrepreneur, they want to make all the millions, they want, but they don't want to do the hard work. If you're if your man is not up till three o'clock in the morning trying to figure crap out, then that's a problem. If you see him playing his Xbox or his PlayStation Three in the middle of the day when he could be out doing whatever, looking you know income producing activities is what I like to call them, then you have a problem. All right, so just a little interjection. For those that are in uh, now, and meanwhile, now, meanwhile, Mama, right, master's degree, is a pharmaceutical rep, and I call her my six-figure, <laughs> I'm not going to say the other word, but she was making some some qualm. She was my ambassador of qualm, and what she allowed me to be. I was, was a sugar mama. Let's just get it straight, guys. I was a sugar. Now, listen, ladies, listen. Okay, listen, Linda. I, uh, I call this, Corey, was, was an investment. Now I'm reaping the dividends. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I'm wholesaling. So then I raised my, so something magical, another little fork in the road happened. I was able to raise some money, right? And I did it totally by accident. And I was playing racquetball with this guy. His name's Carl. And um, Carl didn't have any money that I knew of, right? But he lived in a retirement community. I was like, dude, there's got to be some money in the retirement community, right? So I asked him as a friend. I said, Carl, you're watching me wholesale, and I'm making $3,000 fees, and my guys are making $25,000 rips, and I just want to flip it, right? I want to pay the interest like, of $3,000 and give a note to you to trust, and I can make the big money. Do you know anybody that wants their money to work a little harder? Because I think I could probably pay like 12%. He's like, yeah, yeah, Corey, I'll, I'll, you know, let me see what I can do. Well, the next day, guess who calls me? It's Carl. Right. And Carl's like, Hey, uh, Corey, do you still want to do that 12%? And in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, Carl found somebody. Yeah. And uh, he goes, Corey, you don't know this, 
but my home is totally paid for. I can borrow money at 3%, and if you give me 12, I can make a spread. How much money do you need? Now, whew, that's a tough, I'm like, everything that I am. Carl, I need $85,000. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, no problem. Where, where do you want me to send it? And just like that, dude, my jaw hit the ground. Dude, I'm just like, well, uh, 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 Carl, I have to get back to you because I didn't know where I'm supposed to send it, man. And, um, you know, I just remembered something. I remember you calling me the day that you raised your first piece of capital, and it was such a cool feeling for him because he was just so. I think it was a moment where you just all of the beliefs about money just went out the door. It just shattered an old belief system that you had. So yeah, let really So listen, I mean, that's you know, I grew up a small town country farm boy, and I had a lot of you know, I grew up poor, and so I had a lot of limiting beliefs. And you may be having a lots of limiting beliefs, and um, but you don't have to, and you got to break free from that, right? And um, and I was able to break free once I raised that one little piece. I mean, it's like going through the telephone booth as Clark Kent and spinning around <laughs> that son of a biscuit. I come out saying, "I'm serious, I raise private money." <laughs> and it was an absolute game changer. And once I realized that. Uh, you know, then you kind of like say, you kind of look around, you're like, well, who else is raising private money and what are they doing? And then I learned that you got to have a private money program and you got to have kind of a credibility kit. And I started getting really nasty good at raising money where I was raising about two or $3 million and I was doing lots of fix and flips. And it was only when the market decided to tighten because it was getting hard, like 2010 now, Harder to find deals. And I'm like, now I've got all this money saying, Corey, put me to work. Corey, put me to work. That um, I found apartments, right? And I used to drive by apartments saying, man, I wish I could own an apartment. And one day I changed my self-talk. And I said, how can I own an apartment complex? And once I did that, everything changed. My, my mind started working because I thought it was now achievable, attainable. And the first thing I did was now, not so much now, because I did a U-turn, I went to Barnes and Nobles. Now we just go to like, you know, Google or something, <laughs> Amazon, right? Find the book, <laughs> right? These are old school methods, Barnes and Noble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I bought some books. Of course, Murphy's Law, the last book I read was the one that really I related to, and that was uh, Multifamily Millions by David Lindahl. And then, um, so long story short, David Lindell become my mentor. And he taught me uh, the real estate business, right? Or the, the multifamily business. And I got really good. And so I bought my first apartment complex uh, in 2011. I bought it for um, 3.2 million bucks. I raised $1.4 million in private money, OPM, regular people's money, right? And, um, and what's cool about that is that property started to cash flow. And um, I sold that property two summers ago for $8.8 8 And so I made $4.7 million of net profit. And so one, how many? Just one. Just one. Just one. One <laughs> apartment complex can change your life, okay? And uh, by the way, I did a 1031 exchange for that $4.7 bucks, And I bought a 12-point seven million dollar apartment complex that pays me about a half a million dollars a year whether i work or not hallelujah 
<laughs> like, listen, look at my face. If you're watching it on video, if you're seeing my smile, or I'm smile, okay? That's the cash flow life, okay? That's called sunsets and bomb trees. Because we don't have to work anymore. You guys, all I got to say is, <laughs> OMG, man. So let me share something with you guys here. Talking about high energy, when I met Shelly, <laughs> like she puts my energy down to like a, a seven <laughs> or a five. Talking about energy, these two and you guys, they are like, 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 like they are super, super down to earth. Like, like super, super down to earth. And that's why I love this power couple. They're, they're just very, very super down to earth. And um, I remember Shelly, when, uh, when we're at the restaurant, I remember Shelly said, you're not one deal away. You're one apartment away from financial freedom. And that was like, I was like, dang, good one, girl. I like yeah. that. Truth bombs. You know, it's so funny. Um, when I look back at this journey, right, because now we own a, a, lots of apartments and, um, you know, over a, um, 1,250 mm -hmm. units. 1,275. 1,275. Last year, we bought $25 million worth of real estate. We raised $10 million of um, capital. And, um, and we'll probably do the same this year. And, and, and I play the game because I love it. But, um, but I look back at the times that were tough and hard. And, and the one thing I want to I dote on my wife for a minute. Can I dote on my wife? Yeah, absolutely, man. Yes. So, um, <laughs> you know, daddy, in the beginning, it's very, very hard as an entrepreneur, right? Um, and trying to go out on this game of real estate because you're going to make mistakes, right? It's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when you'll make a mistake, okay? And when mistakes, and this is why we, we talk about this when we talk about a power couple, like, look, sometimes one plus one doesn't equal two, it equals like 25. Right. And for us, the 25 came when is when I failed. Right. When I failed and probably failed miserably and probably lost some money and probably didn't feel good as when a spouse looks at that you lost money. It cost us to go on this thing and you didn't do it. You didn't succeed. And what Shelly's always been willing to do, and, and really this is the coolest part is she's always been my biggest cheerleader, Aww. right? Aww. Because when I would fail and when I would screw up or I'd make mistakes, I honestly, she would mend me with her words of praise and just um, and put her coat of armor around me again and mend me up and just make me feel special again. And once I got you know my confidence back up, then she'd kick my ass out the door <laughs> and say, go back to work. <laughs> You know, we have a saying in our Peterson household, you either win or you learn. Mm. And that applies to our daily personal life with our kids. Our kids are really active in sports. And so I think it's very important. You know, there's a lot of, lot, lot of lessons that we've learned along this journey. The, uh, the real question is why? Why, would you, why did you do that? Why would I what? Do, why, why, why would I? Why, no, why would, you, why would you, why were you so nice to me? Like, and just. Well, what good is it if I'm an asshole? Like yeah, it's well, not gonna help well, you. Don't say cuss oh, on the radio. We're on the radio. So, yeah, Wait, no. <laughs> so 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 things um so things Shelly, I wanna ask you this. Like why like 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 what makes you pick Corey and what cause I get people asking me this question, Kong, 
like why did your like 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 why did your wife like choose you and things like that like 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 why does she believe in you uh, and all of that so i want to know from you shelly is why Corey and what what did you see in Corey, not and not in other men's well number one is i love Corey. so when you love somebody unconditionally um those things don't matter you're it's it's a commitment level and I think oftentimes we get in a relationship and you're like, mm. a lot of times people just give up. They're like, they don't want to commit through the good, the bad, and the ugly. And they're like, oh, they throw the D word, the divorce word so easily. And early on in Corey and I's marriage, I said that was one thing that we would never, ever do. We would never threaten each other with divorce or say the D word. That is sacred to us. So no matter what happens, I mean, we take our vows very seriously. Um, you know, it's uh, our courtship, honey. Yeah. I mean, I think like he's asking the question of what, right? I think was well, personally. Well, we had a little scandalous, but yeah. Well, no, it, but it, the courtship. courtship. Corey was my friend, okay? So I think um, any good relationship stems from a good friendship, and Corey has never tried to change me. I have never tried to change him. I accept him for who he is. Dude leaves his toilet seat up all the time. I can't change that. <laughs> Let, listen, it drives me nuts. But, you know, on the flip side, I put all my makeup crap on his side of the sink, and he doesn't fault me for it. So it's, you know, you pick and choose your battles. But with Corey, there's something that was, um, there is a characteristic that I just was drawn to. Corey is very clever. He says, I'm not the smartest tool in the shed, but let me tell you, he is the smartest man that I know. And he is hardworking, and he is a lover. He is generous. He is kind. He's a good dad. He's a good husband. I mean, and so there's multiple traits. I can't just pinpoint just one trait that just said, Corey, you know, this is what, why Corey is different. There's multiple reasons. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, I just, you know, Corey, I just knew Corey was it. He was the one. It was almost as if someone turned on a light switch, just flipped it on. I was like, oh my God, I'm in love with this dude. Like he's, he's it. Everything that I've always, it, he has, he has completed every need. It's a lot of playground, huh? I know. It's a, I know, but it's all my playground. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy's a little fluffy. We're both a little fluffy. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. We're, you know, when you get in your 40s, guys, it's harder for that stuff to come off. But it, you know, it's all good. No excuses. We're, we're working on it. <laughs> you guys, I love them. Like, like, I'm telling you guys, they are just super down to earth and like, like, like real people. Now, Corey, let me ask you this, man. What pushes you? What motivates you? What drives you? Because I get the same question. I I I I get people ask me, so I'm gonna ask you, man. What pushes you? What drives you? Because oh, obviously, right now you guys are up to the point where obviously you don't really have to do uh, work anymore. So what drives you? And well, what pushes you and drives you at the beginning, and then and what is it now? <laughs> well, okay, so that's a great question. Um, in the <laughs> beginning, uh, what drove me was I just got to pay my rent. <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was like a lot of us, you know, you're like, I want to do real estate, but I had to hustle to try to make a dollar. And I just, and I was relentless. And for me, so I actually got fired from, I was a financial advisor. I was at Edward Jones. And when the market crashed, I got fired. And it was really what happened was I came in, I had an appointment at 10 o'clock. I came in the office at eight and my, um, assistant couldn't even look at me and I knew right there that it was on right like I'm gonna get canned and for two hours by myself I was like man what am I going to do 
right? And I knew, because I'd started my company in 2005, but I kind of gave up on the dream because my first roadblock was I run out of money. And I was like, oh, well, and I, and I was only book read. And I didn't have a, really a lot of mentors to, to teach me. And I didn't, and, but Edward Jones had taught me how to network and how to become a leader. And it really gave me a lot of self-confidence, taught me all about money. But when they let me go, which was a blessing in disguise, because my heart left the business. When the market crashed and every investment that I made was worth half, and you had to look people in the eyes and you had no control, it was a horrible feeling. My, I put my heart into stuff, and like it's, I'm getting crushed every time I have appointments. And then I got to charge them a commission to move their money. It was bad. And so, but in the beginning, it was just uh, about survival and trying to provide. Right. Then you start having success, and but then I'm, I'll tell you. So I still struggle with this. Okay, I um, and we. So I grew up very, very poor. And, 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 and you know, like um, from a small town that where I never thought I was going to be good enough, right? I was never voted most likely to succeed. And I've always felt like I had to prove that I'm good enough. Now, I'll tell you, at my last mastermind, a little private one, oh, oh, man. <laughs> they're making me, and I'm, I'm sitting there bawling, saying that I've already won. They're making me say it. Corey, you've already won because they're asking me, why do you go so hard, right? And it took a lot of reflection because I've, I've actually slowed down a little bit, maybe. <laughs> I changed some priorities in my life, right? But, um, but the truth is, man, I love it. I love it so, man. I mean, I, I love the art of the deal the playing the game being a part of it i love it i love playing it i love teaching it i love being a part of it um i love what i do so much that i really enjoy playing the game but at the but i also love my family and so that's the balance right and i'm not ever going to say i'm perfect right but what drives me but now what drives me now though to finish that little piece up what drives me down more is we have a saying. You want to say it? What's it called? What? My saying. What's my why? Supplier. You, you just supplier of fun, honey. You know oh, the words to this. Supplier of fun. Well, that's my role, Daddy. I'm no, 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 no. So, okay, hold on. I'm the one that plays all of our. That's, have you played? That's Paris. not what we're talking about, honey. So I'll tell you what supplier of fun means, and you know this, honey. And then I got to remind to interject or. So this is where, um, so making money for money's sake is not important anymore. We don't need so much money, right? But what you can do with money is pretty cool, yes. right? So example, we have our neighbor. We still live, we like, when you, we are grounded, right? Like we live in the same house we lived in for the last 12 years. Um, we have great neighbors. And um, it's a just, we'll call it it's just an average neighborhood, right? Nothing, yeah. Yeah. $100,000 homes, $400,000 homes, no a lot money. of in between. Yeah. 150. No, their prices have gone up. Okay, well, whatever they are. <laughs> 180, right? right? And so upper middle income, we'll call it, right? So, um, but we had four neighbors. They've never been to Hawaii, right? And so we just said, hey, and they're, our, all our kids have grown up. We just said, hey, would you guys like to go to Hawaii? And so we, I bought, I rented a big house, and they all they did was pay for their uh, flights. 
and we supplied all the fun and gave them a great experience. We had a great time. Oh, it was a lot of and fun. And they'll never forget it. And those memories, that's why I like giving people experiences. Yep. That's what that is. Man, gosh. I need to interject, though, because uh, going back, talking about balance and prioritizing, because I will tell you, Corey loves this game of multifamily apartments so much, it almost can, it consumes you. And you, as, <laughs> as the partner in the relationship of an entrepreneur, you have to set ground rules, right? So one of, one of our ground rules, if we're at the dinner table, do not turn on your phone. Okay, do not be looking at deals or checking email over the dinner table. You want to get me Asian crazy, crazy times 10? Turn on your phone during dinner. See what happens. <laughs> you know, so it's one of those things. You've got to kind of um, check your partner and just like, hey, right, this is our time. This is family time. But I also recognize that he loves the game of apartments. And I would never, ever try to take that passion away because he loves it. And so when you love something so much, it doesn't even feel like work. And I think that's why it's all consuming sometimes for him. But anyway, that, I just wanted to give that little nugget. Just make sure that you set some ground rules to have that work-life balance. Um, Corey, I got to say, man, I mean, all this Asian girls have some fire in them, man. My wife, bro. <laughs> I love your wife. Where is she at? <laughs> I call her the boss kiss up. Uh, I wouldn't become, you know, I, I wouldn't become the man I am today if it weren't for the wife, obviously. You know, I was like, not like, you know, honestly, I wasn't, like, I was a hardworking guy, but I was never like, I didn't have like big, big, big dreams, big goals, big ambitions. I, I always thought that I was going to be a guy just like the rest of my family. Go to work at a regular jobs, come back home, and then just play video games. We gamble. We gamble on the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and play poker. I thought that that was going to be my life, right? Until I met this woman, and uh, she made me do things that I would never, ever do because of, uh, of, of how I was brought up, and, and, and I was just super shy and extremely insecure about myself physically, mentally, and all that. And I remember one day coming home from her, uh, coming home, and she made me do some um, uh, because uh, we bought a little business at the mall. So she tells me I have to go in here and help her out selling hair extension, right? I'm a dude. I would never wear, like, I, when, I was a kid, when, when I was a kid growing up, uh, Corey and Shelly, I would never wear anything, anything that has pink, like even a tiny bit of pink or flower on it. And she made me go in the mall and sell hair extension. I, I remember coming home crying. And she's like, Kong, you got a man up. You got a man up. We got a, yeah, that's, dude, she's like, Kong, we get, you got a man up. We got a dream to catch. Uh -huh. And you can't be who you are for us to go after the things that we want. You must change for our life to change, bro. And, dude, like, she pushes me each and every single day where I felt like this is it. Life, this is good. But you know what I mean? So, dude, like, these, these Asian girl, man. Hey, listen, listen, Kong, two things. Brother, you look awesome in pink. So uh, I'm glad that you're rocking the the pink vest, lavender thing you got working right now. And then secondly, your wife is right. Getting you comfortable and being uncomfortable, right? Mm -hmm. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Because my, my bar instructor always tells me, your comfort zone's a great place, ladies, but nothing ever grows there. So, <laughs> right? Right, absolutely. And the thing is, you guys, like, <clears throat> like the person I am today was always deep down inside of me since I was like a teenager. But I was so shy and so insecure that I hide it. And then she's the one that brings me out. 
and 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 being 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 who I truly am right now, it's dude, it's like it's like what I always wanted. But um, it's authentic, right? It's authentically yeah. you. Yeah, was your wife? Because when I was talking to her in Florida, it's almost like the roles have flipped. You're the one that's the extra Uber. Um, oh, extra. Yeah. Now she's kind of toned it down. She said it used to be me, right? Oh. Yeah, she. So it's I can relate because Corey is, you know, it's it's weird because Corey, Corey, when we go out, Corey is the one that's out there now, and I can tone him down. Not by much. I still am level. <laughs> Well, I don't really change much. Yeah. So, so the thing is, like the the wife, she she's not shy or anything like that. No, she's but not. she but she used to like this. Like she used to being going out there. I was used to be the one that's like, oh, uh, you know. Right. What I mean? And now she's like, calm, shut up, man. Shit, <laughs> man, shut up. <laughs> but um, she's awesome. I love her. Anyways, Corey and Shelly, I want you guys to share with those that are. So if they were starting out, obviously they're like, hey, I don't have three point something million. I don't have to go raise money, right? So if they, you know, if, for, what would you suggest those that are starting out like you, rock bottom, how do they try to climb the ladder and make it? So um, I can give something away for free if you want me to. Oh, gosh, man. Everybody like free stuff. Come on, man. Who likes the F-R-E-E? all right so i mean i believe personally my biggest change in my real estate career came when i was able to raise money right raising money if at all the things that i've done raising money is the thing that moved the needle the most right because once you do it once you can actually because there's millions and trillions of dollars out there looking for you, for someone that can take money and make you grow. They want options to the alternatives to the stock market, right? And so, um, but I, so if any of your, I will give away what's called my RPM course, raising private money, right? Um, and I'm actually, and I'll give you what's called my underwriting tool for apartments, okay? Um, called the cash flow calculator, and um, it's a, it's all module based. It's really cool, um, but you'll text C G, right? C G, and you got to text it to the number four eight zero five hundred one one two seven. So C G. C is in cat. G is in good, <laughs> right? Um, four eight zero five hundred one one Two seven, uh, it'll ask them for their email, and it'll, it'll just it'll automatically opt you in to that, and you'll have a membership site, and I, that's my gift because it's cool, man. That's eight hundred dollars worth of free products, just so you know. Yeah. I'm, that's why I'm making that face. I'm like, no, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Dude, that's <laughs> oh, wait a minute, are you sure? Just one, just give one course away. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what the wife would do in the back as well, Shelly. I would have just gave him like a 50% discount. Yeah, hey, uh, decide a, did he get half <laughs> off? He just gave it away. So I don't need it. Yeah, so 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 the thing is, you guys, I'll make sure I put that um, in the descriptions. Now, Corey and Shelly, how do you, so you're saying if they starting from the bottom up, what they need to do is learn how to raise money or, or, or what? Yep, I'll tell you, raising private money, I'm telling you. That is, because listen, if you can learn how to command capital, right, deals will find you. 
mm -hmm. right? All kinds of deals will come looking for you. You can either lend that money out, right? So if you can get it at a lower rate and then arbitrage it to lend it out, that's very safe. Lenders always win, by the way, right? Most of the time, lenders always win. Um, or you can use it to do your own fix and flips. Or you can pool lots of capital together and buy a nice fat apartment because that's what I do, right? But if you showed up into a room, let's, show, let's say you showed up to the RIA, right? And you said, hey, listen, I got half a million dollars of capital and I'm looking for some partners that have some great deals. Um, if you got a great deal, come talk to me. You think you'll have an audience? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Probably, I would, I would damn sure bet you would, right? I'm damn sure that they would probably buy you dinner. You wouldn't pay, <laughs> right? Now, because here's what I know about, the, I call it the Corey Leone method, right? The godfather, right? Because when you raise the money, right, the money is always patient. It always gets the last look. It negotiates out of strength, right? It makes the best deals. See, the money's not in real estate. That's the big misnomer, okay? I want to let everybody, the money is not in real estate. The true money, okay, the money's in the money. It just is. The money is in being able to raise capital and command it. It doesn't have to be your money. That was the biggest problem I had when I first started. I don't have any money. Well, you know, yeah, of course, but there's lots of people that do, and but they don't have the experience or knowledge that I've sit there and learned over the years in real estate. I'm a real estate professional, right? And I went that by hustling and learning from other people, finding good mentors. But when I was able to find the capital I could take everything that I learned and multiply it to a phenomenal living to where in 10 short years, if I really look at 2009 and to where 2019, oh boy. dude, you know, I've got over a $20 million net worth, dude. Right? Like, and <laughs> how you like those apples? Yeah, man. How you like those apples, right? I love those apples. You know, like, so give me some of those apples. And I mean, and I don't say that to brag, but I'm like, you know, Shelly says, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I never f felt like I had to say, I always say I'm not very smart because listen, I know I'm smart, right? I get it. I know it, but I have the confidence enough to know that I know that I don't have to brag about it, right? I don't need to brag about my wealth. I, you know, I don't even care. I want to be like, there's this movie called Devil's Advocate. Remember Devil's Advocate with uh, Keanu Reeves and Al Pacino? Okay, if you're not watching the movie, here's the story, right? So Al Pacino's playing the devil. Kevin, right? He's the devil, right? And Kevin's this high-priced lawyer. But Al Pacino is the lawyer, or is the guy that owns all the lawyers, like the biggest firm in all the buildings, right? And Al Pacino is dressed as a common man, and they're going to rub this, uh, going to the subway. And Kevin, the lawyer, is this, you know, suit, tie, got the little thing here, you know, and all looking sharp, you know, whatever. And, and Al Pacino goes, Kevin, the problem with you is that everybody sees you coming, right? And I've always wanted to be that guy. I wanted to be the guy riding the subway that you don't even know what I've got. And I could be like, we could have like, hey, listen, let's go to Hawaii. I'm like, great. That sounds awesome. And I just booked it. I, I booked it. Let's go. <laughs> that was a great idea. Let's go. You want to come? I, I got you too. No worries. Just come. Let's go. Right? I want to be that guy. Wow. Wow. You guys, 
When my wife, uh, honestly, when, when, when we met you guys in Florida and hearing your stories, we're like, God, man. <laughs> like, honestly, the stories, um, some people will look at when people share, okay, hey, I made this, I did this. And people are like, oh, you're bragging this. To me, it's a motivator. It's a driver. It lets me know, like, Kong, you ain't shit. Come on. <laughs> Get your game up. So, um, so, 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 so I honestly really appreciate it. And, and to me, it's an inspiration. It's a motivation. Um, so gosh, you guys' stories is absolutely incredible. And, um, you can do whatever you want, Kong, right? Listen, if you can believe it, you can achieve it. The biggest thing that I, I preach time and time again is it's your, it's your belief, right? And so if you're going to go ahead and dream, man, just dream big, yeah. take it, put another zero on it right maybe put two more zeros on it and then say to yourself i used to and i still do in my mind like my day is affirmation i'm a multimillionaire. people are lining up to give me their money because i know how to make their money grow right i say these things to myself that i you know i'm worthy of it right i can command capital i can make it go where i want i'm saying this to myself even when i didn't have it Wow. So that's more important. Awesome. So the thing is, we're going to start calling you Uncle CP <laughs> instead of Uncle CP. <laughs> Uncle CP. <laughs> so, my gosh. So now, Corey, one last little tips for those that are like, well, you know what? I have no credibility. I have, like, I, like, I, like, I'm not in a position where I can have authority to go race. So, what, like, you know what I mean? So, how would they start out? Easy. Yeah. So this is, so man, at the end of the day, I'm a problem solver. I've, I've solved, I've solved all those problems by the way, cause I started that way, right? Like I have the badge. Okay. <laughs> and so when I said it, when we first started this podcast, I said, one of my greatest gifts is that I'm resourceful. Okay. And guys, that's what it takes. If you don't have something, okay. You don't, you don't, you can fake it, but it's a lot easier to find someone that does have that something and say, how can we, how can I add value? Right now, a lot of times what that means guys is that you're going to get like that piece of it, right? Like <laughs> you're barely going to make any money if you do that, but what you'll gain is the experience. And I was always willing to do the work and help someone else get it, right? And you may get a little piece of it, right? Of whatever that is. You know, I've got some money, or I don't have credibility, but this guy's got, he's been doing fidget flips. Hey, what if I could help you raise money? Could we, could we co-brand a piece so I can go out there and go raise capital, right? Because you've got the history, right? And that's exactly what I, what I even do for my students, right? Because I understand that that credibility piece, I've built it up over years. And um, is one thing I wish I would have had when I started. But the truth is, you and but when I started, I borrowed somebody else's. His name was Bob Norton. Remember Bob Norton? Yep. Yep. I borrowed Bob Norton's credibility, and I used that as my own because I was partnering with Bob. Mm. And so, whenever you don't have something, all you have to do is reach into your power of your network. Go to the RIA, right? Follow people like Kong's podcast. You will start finding what you're looking for. I'm telling you, when you commit to real estate in your mind, and you say, "There's nothing that I will not overcome." right? That's going to stop me. Then you have to find the path around. 
And you have to go find and say, who else has that? What are they doing? Can I partner with them? What can I learn? How can I provide value? It's got to be that. It's got to be all in, man. And every time you get past the bridge, you freaking burn the one that you just got over. There is no going back. That's the tenacious, relentless pursuit that you have to have to be successful in real estate. Gotcha, man. So now, so, so Corey, dude, I, I just want you to touch on one more thing. So let's just say that somebody that are right now starting out, they have zero, like they, they have zero dollar in their bank account, right? They're, they're on paycheck to paycheck. How do they have the confidence to come up to somebody like you or, 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 or someone with money and say, hey, would you loan me some money? Okay, so I would tell you before you even do that, go become a wholesaler. <laughs> Got it. Right? Like, listen, I mean, yeah, I'm telling, I'm teaching you advanced tactics, right? This is like the big leagues. You don't just start in the bigs. Yep. A lot of times you play double A or triple A, right? And so, you know, before you're ready for, you know, the real food, you got to get some of the milk. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Come up with this stuff, man. And so, and so you may be better off learning how to do wholesale and get your confidence up and get a couple of dollars in there where you, where you have somewhat time because honestly, to take new, new people like that, they fail in apartments most of the time. Now, I'm not saying all the time because you got to have some – if you have confidence or – even if you have credibility, like you've worked at a job for 20 years and you know people, you can have because people, it's integrity. Raising capital is all about integrity. Okay. If you have integrity, you can raise money no matter where you're at, right? Not credibility, integrity, right? Credibility helps, but integrity is what closes the deal, right? And so, um, you know, but you can, but I'll teach you how like our, that RPM course that I just gave you gave away, right? Goes. And I'm telling you, like we, we created this very specific, like five minute instructions. Step one, don't go past step one until you do step one. Okay. And then you can go to step two. Right. And you know, and so it's gotta be just like that from the meaning of, Hey, um, you know, hi Shelly, what do you do? Right. Or if you ask me, Corey, what do you do? Right. If I say, oh, I'm in real estate, eh, wrong answer. Right. Because everybody's going to think you're a realtor when you say that. Yep. Right. Oh, they're going to look at you like, are you okay? How's real estate? Yep. Right. You're a realtor. Are you doing all right? And if I was to say that, like, if I, even if I say that, as Corey Peterson, you guys know now, I heard my story, and I say, well, I'm in real estate, they're going to look at me and say, oh, you're a realtor? Yep. How's, how's it going out? Yeah. They don't know. You know they, so what I like to say is, listen, you know, how are you doing? Are you great. Or what do you do? You know, well, I own apartments across the country that allow my investors to have a strong return with a nice back end, right? How's the market treating you? How's the market treating you? And then we get, and because what the, how's the market treating you? Guess what we're doing when that's a question about what? Money. Yeah. Money. Right. How's the market treating you? You know, whether it's good or bad, whatever, but now we're talking about money and markets and capital which is what I want to talk about. Awesome. And you guys, obviously, Corey and Shelly, they're super busy and we got a tight schedule. So Corey and Shelly, how do, I, I know you guys have programmed. I, I know you do mentoring and all that, Corey. So give, give the audience whatever that is that you're doing, the training, the program, the course, uh, and all well, the 
How they uh, so them? another good, I'll give you some free stuff, right? So I already gave you a lot of free stuff, but uh, so um, the best way to get a hold of Corey Peterson or find Corey Peterson and get involved, go to my podcast, right? It's called Multifamily Legacy Podcast. Um, we've got over like 70 episodes in there. Um, just like you have a podcast, we have one in multifamily space. I teach it a lot. I don't just, I do interviews like this. I love doing interviews because you gain good insight. But I also teach a lot too. I have chunks where I'll just teach the real stuff, right? Not not the fluff, okay? Not the, no, I give you the, like the real crap, man. Like here's what's going to go wrong. Here's some, here's some crap that happened in my view. And we break it down. And, and so that authenticity, the one thing I always get is, Corey, no matter where you're at, you're the same. Okay? And that really is the truth. Like, I'm the same. You'll see me on the street. I'm the same cat. Right? Right, honey? Uh, yes. There's, like I said, you can't change, dude. I've never tried. Leave <laughs> um, the toilet seat up. <laughs> so that's kind of, so the, the, pod, the podcast. And then um, if you want to go to kahunawealthbuilders.com, and uh, we've got some free stuff on our website that you can opt into and so quick start videos. Yeah, quick start videos, and, and we'll just get you in the the game of multifamily investment. Yep. Nice. And then how about Instagram? Come on, man. Oh, it's Kahuna Cashflow. Like that's a, I'm not great at, at, at that, but Kahuna Cashflow. Okay. Is it pound or hashtag? I don't know, Sarah's. It's hashtag Kahuna Cashflow. Hashtag. Got it. Got it. <laughs> awesome. Um, Corey Shelley, last. Last, like, motivation, inspiration, sum it up, wrap it up. What would you give to those that are always starting out on this journey and obviously they want to get to the financial freedom? Um, what is some last words that you want to say? It's just very simple. You have to decide if you want it and then go do it. I think jumping all in and deciding is where it's at. And for Corey, that was the day that he got fired from Edward Jones. And I knew at that moment because we've – We've dabbled in real estate in 2005. We played real estate. We had a couple of fix and flips, ran out of money. I think, you know, Corey shared that. But once he made the decision, that gut-wrenching decision to jump in, did whatever it took to be successful, I am like, I got your back, dude, like, because I knew he was committed. And that's the one big nugget. If you're on the fence right now and you're listening to this, you have to decide and you have to go all in. Yeah. I'm going to ditto that. You can't play real estate, right? You have to do real estate. You have to, it really is. I, I, the power of your mind is everything, right? When you will give it and equip it and say, I am, I am in real estate. I am a real estate investor. I will do whatever it takes. And it has to be that it has to be, I will do whatever it takes as long as it's legal and ethical, yep. right? But whatever it takes, that is the only battle cry that you have to have and, and be prepared to fail and you'll fail, right? You'll fail, but you'll learn, right? You're learning as you're failing you're, and, and you're getting experience and you're going. That is the journey. And the journey is the reward, brother. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome, man. I love the interview. And let me tell you guys something, Shell and Corey, they are the real deal. Let me tell you, whatever they're on camera, that's exactly how they are in real life. And I get the pleasure to meet them, to be around with them, and get inspired and get motivated, get juiced up, and get pumped up in life. So I want to say, hey, you guys, thank you so, so much for taking your valuable time to come on and do this with me. If you guys, um, I'll make sure I'll drop, uh, Corey, would you be able to text me or have uh, Sherry or something like that send me all the uh, links? 
I'll put it in the description so you guys can go hit them on. And come on, man, let's take your life, your business to a whole nother level. Let's be like, right. thanks a lot, you guys. Have a great rest Thank of your you. day, okay? Take care, bro. Yeah.